Welcome back to the two-man game. I'm your host, Landon Holland, and with me as always, my co-host, Xavier Rocha. What's up, Roach? What's going on, Dando? Long time no see. Yes, sir. I'm excited to get back to recording every week, and we have a lot to talk about and catch up on today. Um, we had a long off-season and a lot of movement around the league. Today, we're going to start out with the Eastern Conference and... Um, yeah, but is there anything you want to touch on before we hop into the the off-season moves and what we're looking forward to for this season for each team? And yesterday we got news that the number six will be retired like throughout the entire NBA. So, I mean, just shout out to Bill Russell. I know we haven't done that yet. Yeah, that's a big storyline this off-season. One of the greats passing and... A great move by the league to retire his number as he's one of the foundations of this league. And just all the players that wear number six will have to change their numbers. So that's a, another storyline. Like the biggest name in our game, LeBron, was wearing number six. So he'll have to change his number this season. So yeah, big storyline that happened yesterday. Yeah, I mean, mon- mon- monumental loss. I mean, we lost the greatest winner the NBA's ever seen, and just a great activist as well. So, just a really big loss. Yeah, for sure. So today we're gonna jump through each Eastern Conference team, just what they did this off season, um, whether that's through the draft or through free agency or trades. Um, we're gonna start with uh, the lowest. Lowest team from last year's standings. So we're going to start with the Orlando Magic, who won the lottery and got the first overall pick. So I'm guessing we're going to want to talk a lot about Paolo. But uh, what are your first thoughts on the Orlando Magic moving into the season with uh, Paolo and then a lot of their guys coming back healthy next season? I mean, yeah, they had a fantastic offseason, adding the number one prospect in Paolo, who's really shown out here. And these like uh, summer games, like pro-ams and stuff, which I mean might not mean a lot, but it's good that he's looking good. I mean, they also brought back Mo Bamba and Gary Harris, two quality rotational players, which was I felt was very big for them. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to see John Isaac come back healthy, see what he can provide. I don't know what his role exactly will be since you know Paulo's going to be stepping into the starting lineup, but. I mean, they have an exciting future, Young, one of the best young cores in the NBA, and definitely exciting to see what they can, can do this uh, season. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this team. As you can see, I'm wearing uh, my Orlando Magic hat right now. Um, but I'm super interested to see what this uh, front office is going to do because they have so many young, young prospects who look like they have a bright future in this league, but not all of them are going to be able to get a ton of minutes so like you said with Jonathan Isaac and Paolo Paolo uh, I just don't know because they're like very similar body types very similar positions so are you going to play them next to each other and then you got Wendell Carter Jr. and Mo Bamba you have Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, uh, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris Uh, yeah just just a lot of guys and then you can't forget about uh, Franz Wagner, who was All NBA 
first-team rookie last year, and he's coming back trying to make a big jump his second season. Uh, Chumo Kiki. But, yeah, they just have a lot of young guys that um, look like they can have some promising careers. So I'm interested to see um, who shows out this year and who they end up paying and who they end up moving off off of after this year. Because I think this year is going to be a big year for um, just deciding what their future steps are and who they want to truly build around. Yeah, and I think they have two very movable like guys, maybe at the deadline or even sooner, in Gary Harris and Terrence Ross. I mean, those are teams that contenders can look for, like try adding, because those are very quality rotational players and very good shooters that could add a lot to contending teams. Yeah, and if they can continue to build off the draft after this year, um, they could have a very promising future. And I would expect them to be more of a 30 to 40 win team this next year instead of, I mean, last year, I think they got like 20 or 20, 20 to 25 wins. I'm not sure. Let me look. They got, yeah, 22 wins. So I think they should be more competitive next year and a lot more fun to watch and hopefully healthy this year. I have a question for you. Do you think that since Paulo and Jonathan Isaac are so like similar, could you see them moving off of John Isaac this year or maybe next year just because he might not have a significant role and he is making $17 million? I mean, I, th- I think I can see this team playing both of them and starting both of them at, them at the same time because the way the league is, like versatility is the most the hardest thing to get and the most important thing to get. So if you can have two 6'10", amazing like players on your team on your roster that can both play on both sides of the ball which i mean obviously paulo is great offensively he hasn't proven to be amazing defensively and then jonathan isaac's kind of the opposite so i think jonathan isaac who is one of the better defenders in the league when he was healthy if he can pair up along paulo and improve his offensive game i could see this team um, starting both of these guys. And I don't know if that looks like Isaac starting at the five and Paulo starting at the four, or Isaac starting at the four and Paulo at the three. But I really do see a team where both of these guys can be focal points of their offense and defense. Um, so, yeah, that's, but also, yeah, it's hard to tell because Isaac hasn't played in like two years. So they don't know what they're going to get with him, or maybe they do, but we don't as fans. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what they do with those two guys. Yeah, I mean, a small ball lineup of Isaac at the five with Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, and Cole Anthony would definitely be a very fun lineup to watch. But, I mean, we'll have to see. They have a lot of center play with Wendell Carter, one of my favorite players, and then Mo Bamba as well. So they just have a lot of players that I feel are going to get quality minutes. So it's going to be interesting to see how they divvy up those minutes to all these very good young prospects on this team. Yeah, for sure. But um, they have definitely a future that could look very promising for these fans. Um, I think Magic fans should be super excited about what they got this offseason, obviously, with the first overall pick. And yeah, moving forward, I'm excited for this team. Yeah, I like where, I like where they're going for sure. 
So next we're going to move on to the team that finished second to last in the East, which is the Detroit Pistons, who also got a top five draft pick and took uh, Jaden Ivey, guard out of Purdue, who is just one of those guards that is super fast, super crafty, um, scoring guard, who hopefully has playmaking promise in the future. Um, they also got Jalen Dern in the draft. Those were the two big names from the draft. And then um, they got Nerlens Noel from the Knicks. Um, anybody else? Did, oh, Alec Burks, too. So yeah, just give me your, I, your thoughts on their offseason, what you like, what you don't like. Um, losing Jeremy Grant for a couple draft picks, but let me hear your thoughts on their offseason. I mean, I really, really like it. They added, like you said, Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel for very minimal amount of picks or like any assets, really. So they're going to be able to play quality minutes for this team. They also drafted Duran, which is a prospect that I liked a lot heading into the draft. His athletic ability and lob catching ability is going to be a sight to see playing alongside Ivy and Cade Cunningham, who can give him the ball um, off of pick and rolls and stuff. And then, I mean, adding Jaden Ivy, who I feel like could be end up being the best player in this draft if he pans out correctly. I mean, just so athletic, so quick with the ball, can attack, attack the rim with ease at a very high level. And I could see being a player similar to Ja, just because they have similar traits and stuff. And his jump shot's also not bad, so I think adding him at the two next to Cade is going to be a very fun tandem for years to come. And I also like where this young team's heading. I mean, I feel like that's going to be kind of repetitive just because, I don't know about you, but I like what a lot of these younger teams did this offseason. And I think it's going to be, I mean, just fun seeing how they improve. Yeah, when I look at this team, I think if everything goes right this next season, I think they can be competing for a play-in spot. I think they have that much talent, and I think a majority of that, the the reason I say that is because I think Cade Cunningham is the real deal. I think he will end up being the best player in last year's draft class, and I think towards the end of the season, he was showing that he was making a push at Rookie of the Year after... Um, an injured, riddled uh, first half of the season and also just a team that was just really bad. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching him alongside their new rookie in Jaden Ivey and along with um, um, the, the, other, the other young guys last year like Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, um, Killian Hayes, who I still like even though he's had a rough start to his career. Um, and then, yeah, those guys that they got from the Knicks, Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel, should help them out in their depth and just giving them some veteran presences out there. So I look at this team as around 35 wins next year. Um, I think if Cunningham can lead this team well and show out like he was starting to at the end of last year, this team is going to pull out a lot of wins down the stretch, and I'm, ex- I'm really excited to see Cunningham and Ivy play alongside each other. So that's, that's like the main, the main thing I'm looking forward to, is just watching those two play alongside each other. Yeah, sure. and I mean, they have three 
like centers, I feel like they're going to want to play a lot. They have Duran, Noel, and then also uh, Big Stew, Isaiah Stewart. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see like who they play and when they play them. I feel like if, like you said, if they are competing for a playing spot there, like down the stretch, I feel like Nerlens Noel is going to be a big part in their rotation just because he is such a quality defender and just is a very good veteran and knows what he's doing. So yeah, I, I think Noel and Stewart will probably get a big run at the beginning of the season and let Duran just maybe play a few minutes here and there. But um, if this team does just start out really rough, I could see them moving off of Noel to give Duran more time and trying to get something something for Noel because Noel's a solid center for contenders to have. So yeah, definitely, especially coming off the bench as well. Yeah, very very good piece. Are you ready to move on to the next team? Yes. All right, so the Indiana Pacers finished off last year with 25 wins after um, really just uh, rebuilding their team this year. Um, They got Tyrese Halliburton at the trade deadline, which I know is a move that you really liked. And then they also um, got rid of Sabonis. they got rid of Brogdon this offseason, and they also got rid of TJ Warren. So they're really just looking to get younger and rebuild around guys like Halliburton. Um, they drafted ben- Benedict Matherin, who's one of my favorite prospects. And they also are still building around guys from recent drafts like Qu- Chris Duarte, um, Isaiah Jackson they drafted last year. They got Buddy Heald, a recent sign. Uh, Jalen Smith, and they still have Miles Turner. So this team is looking a lot younger now, um, a lot of pieces. But I think this team is not looking to compete this year. I don't think they're going to look a lot different in the amount of wins they have. I think they'll be towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference. But um, do you have any thoughts on do you think they can compete or do you you agree with me? Do you think they're going to be towards the bottom again? No, they need to be in the Wembenyama sweepstakes for sure. They need to get off of Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, go full tank mode, let Tyrese Halliburton do his thing, show everyone why he's so great and why he's going to be so good. And also just let young guys like Isaiah Jackson, Chris Duarte, Aaron Neesmith, who they got over from the trade for Brogdon, um, and then their rookie, Benedict Matherin, just show out and try to get better. And I also forgot about a guy that we both really like, Jalen Smith, who they got from the Suns um, at the deadline last year. Just a quality center, and I feel like he can play big minutes for them this season and play super good as well. So, I mean, this team needs to go full tank mode. Victor Wembanyama should be in their eyesight for sure. Yeah, they're a team that I think I'll enjoy watching at the beginning of the season, but I think they're going to be one of those teams that's not competing to win games very much. Um, I'll be interested to see Hal Burton and Matherin. Um, I don't know if they're going to start at one and two or if Matherin's going to be their three playing alongside Buddy Heald. But um, yeah, I agree. I think get off, get off Heald, get off Turner, get more assets, get more picks. And then, yeah, I really try to get, and the top of the lottery next year, and hopefully get that first pick for Wimbanyana. Um, but yeah, I'm 
I mean, I love this roster. I just don't think they're going to be very good. Yeah, I mean, and they shouldn't be good. I mean, they don't have a very good team, and they are trying to rebuild. So, I mean, they don't really have any expectations. Um, But, yeah, it is going to be interesting to see how they play Mathern and Duarte since Buddy Heald is there. Um, All of them are very small to play the three. Mathern's the biggest at 6'6". So, I mean, and I don't know if he plays bigger than his size, if he's that kind of player Mm -hmm. um, and can be physical. But, I mean, I feel like they're, they kind of have to play Albert and Duarte and Benedict Mather, and they need to get them that run and that experience and just see what they can do. Yeah, I, I think for sure, focusing on Halliburton and Matherin since they're both 22 and 20, and then see what you have in Duarte because he's, he's 25, but he's still a young NBA player. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Matherin. I think I think he can play the three. He's listed as six seven two ten, and I mean, watching him in college, he's a he's got a big frame. He's strong. He plays big, and he's a solid defender. So I think he could fit in that three mold and play alongside Duarte and Halliburton. But we'll have to see what they do. Who's their head coach? Oh, Rick Carlisle. Yeah. Yeah. Rick. Okay. Yeah, so I don't think they'll win a lot of games, but I'm excited to watch them for a few games. All right, so the Washington Wizards is the next team we're going to talk about. Um, They also got, I think, a top 10 pick. I think um, Johnny Davis was picked 10th overall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Johnny Davis was their big draft piece, and then they had a lot of movement this offseason. They picked up DeLon Wright, Will Barton, um, Monte Morris, and is that it? Yeah, I those were so. the biggest moves. DeLon then, Wright. Yeah, DeLon Wright, yeah. Monte Morris and Will Barton will possibly be in the starting lineup. Eh, probably not. Probably just Monte Morris. But um, they also had Porzingis come in late in the season. So, yeah, this team's looking a lot different. Still in the same position, I think. Just a good team, but not... Not good enough to be more than like a 9 or 10 seed, like fighting for a playing spot. I just don't think they're there. But they're definitely a solid team. So what do you think about this team and what they did this offseason? I mean, yeah, also with the extension of Bradley Beal. I mean, they're kind of just definitely looking to compete. Um, I don't know if their roster really shows that they're going to be able to, but I mean... I'm going to like seeing a young player like Johnny Davis play alongside Bradley Beal, see what he can contribute. I know Bradley Beal is very ball dominant, and in college, Johnny Davis was also very ball dominant. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays off of Beal here. Um, I do like the Monte Morris and Will Barton pickups. I think those are two really good NBA players and very quality rotational players. So I feel like they add a lot. Um and I don't feel like their starting lineup is too bad with Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, and then either you start Denny or Will Barton at the three, Chris Stapps and Daniel Gafford, or you can go Kuzma, Kuzma Porzingis. So, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty quality starting five there. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't see them competing any further than a play-in spot or that eight to seven seed. Um, 
So it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do and how they move in the future, just because I feel like right now they are so like cap held with Chris Tapps at 30 million and Bradley Beal on that super max contract. So I don't really know what moves they're going to be able to make to really get better. Um, but I mean, it's just a tough situation for Washington. I just hope they do better than like what they're projected to be or what I think they're going to be. Yeah, and I think it comes down to what Bradley Beal are you going to get? Are you going to get the guy that wins them games down the stretch, or is he going to just be the really good player he is, or is he going to be like one of the best players in the league, which he has been in certain stints of different seasons? So. Because he is by far their best player. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they need him to play at an all-NBA level for sure. So, I mean, I hope he can because Bradley Beal is one of the best scorers that we have. So, I mean, he's a joy to watch every night. All right, so coming in at the 11 seed last season was the New York Knickerbockers. Um, they had... A pretty significant signing with one of my favorite players in the league, um, Jalen Brunson. I think this guy is just going to bring a lot to this team. And really, I I think it's going to end up being one of the biggest signings of this offseason. Um, but, yeah, I just, I guess I want to start with that. Just give me your take on the Jalen Brunson signing and what that's going to do for this next team. I mean, definitely elevates him for sure. I mean, he's super good starting point guard. And, I mean, he showed that last year in the first round of the playoffs without Luka leading that Mavericks team in scoring and kind of just being the best player for them when Luka went out. So, I mean, an incredible addition to this team um, alongside R.J. Barrett, who I think is going to take a huge step this this season for sure. Is going to look super good. And then they also still have Julius Randle, brought back Mitchell Robinson. I mean, they have. I feel like they have a very good starting five. And then you also add in the possibility that they might get Donovan Mitchell. Like, I feel like this team could definitely be a lock for the playoffs if that would were to happen with the starting five that they would put out there. Um, but yeah, Jalen Brunson is going to be super good for them. I don't know if he can be like a lower tier or even be like a Fred Van Vliet type player for them. Like just be that good for them and be a facilitator that can get guys the ball where they need it and also just put the ball in the hoop. So, I mean, I really like the pickup for sure. Yeah, I think the Knicks were a solid team these last couple of years with just Thibodeau and grinding these games out. But I think their biggest flaw was just not having – a true point guard that could um, create offense down the stretch and create offense when, um, yeah, just the rest of the team could not get a bucket. And I think Randall and Barrett were becoming better playmakers, but still they're they're never going to be like a true point guard, I don't think, like Brunson can be. So I think he's going to really get them easy buckets down the stretch that they just didn't have that person to get. Uh, in the prior years. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing. I think he's going to, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the top of the league 
like in the top 10 of the league in, in assists this next year. I think he's going to have the ball a lot, and I think he should. So I hope Thibodeau keeps the ball in his hands a lot down the stretch and they don't do what they did the last last couple years with Randall, just dribbling it out and taking a tough contested shot because this team has been super hard to watch offensively, especially last year. So hopefully Brunson, Brunson can help in that in that area. Do you have any opinion or like thoughts on the a potential Mitchell trade to New York? Uh, I don't I don't think New York should do it, honestly. Just because um I personally think they're building a really solid team through the draft and I think if they got Mitchell they'd have to unload way too many draft picks and they'd be playing Brunson and Mitchell alongside each other, which is great, but also I think has limitations defensively. Um, as people have talked about, Mitchell's just not ever going to be a super good defender playing at the two guard. And um, yeah, I think continue to build around Brunson and Barrett. And honestly, I think this year that Quentin Grimes is going to enter the starting lineup. I think the starting lineup will be Brunson, Grimes, Barrett, um, Randall, and Robinson. Um, so I think if I'm a Knicks fan, I just want them to go with that lineup and stay away from, um, any trades right now and continue to keep an eye on that if they can get better value out of it. But I think the Jazz are going to ask for too much right now. So I think the Knicks should just stay put and roll with this roster. And we haven't talked about Obi Toppin, who was really having a good end of the season last year. So I think he's another guy to watch for. Um, Cam Reddish is another guy to watch for as he has super high upside, just hasn't put it together. So, yeah, I th- I'm, I'm staying put if I'm, a, I'm the Knicks uh, GM, but that's just me. Interesting, because I, I mean, I'm kind of opposite. I think they should go for Donovan Mitchell. I, I feel like they traded out of the 12th pick to kind of make a move. Um, they got the three picks from OKC. And I feel like they're going to try to use those to go get uh, a star or better known player. Um, and I, I mean, I don't see why they would have traded out of 12, but I mean, I could yeah, see I, why you think, I mean, they do have a lot of good young pieces. Like you said, in Grimes, obviously Barrett, Toppin, Jericho Sims, who got more run down the, down the stretch last season too. IQ, who I really like. And Cam Reddish as well. So, yeah, I think if this team just maybe just gives it one more year, get get Barrett one more year to really improve, maybe become um, a little closer to an All Star, and then give Brunson more opportunity as he was playing line alongside Luca, and maybe one of these stars will see this team really thriving and maybe want to come play for the Knicks instead of having to unload all these draft picks. Because I think patience has served this next team well, and I think that will continue to be the case. Um, I just I don't want them to unload everything they've built um, just for Donovan Mitchell, who is a phenomenal player, but I don't think he's going to get them over the top. And I don't think having him would really put them as a contender at all, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think it would make them a contender, but I feel like they would definitely be a playoff lock. I don't know. 
I just feel like that certain five of Brunson and Mitchell, they can both score with the best of them. Barrett, who I think is going to take a huge step, and then that just takes so much pressure off of Randall having Mitchell and Brunson there. He doesn't have to take as big of a load, so he'll be more efficient. And then you just have Mitchell Robinson, who can anchor the defense if he's healthy. So, yeah, I'll, I, mean, I'll I make, think that's a really good starting five. I'll make one more point. I'm not going to get into it before we move on to the Hornets, but I think this Knicks team is going to have to move off of Randall. I just, I'm, I'm personally not a fan of him on like a team that's trying to compete. I think, I just think, yeah, I think at some point they're going to have to move off of Randall, but. Yeah, That's I mean, my take. Yeah, especially if he <laughs> it doesn't get back to the level that he was at. He's definitely going to be a player that should get moved. Yeah. All right, you ready to move on to the Hornets? Yes, I am. All right, so this team is uh, finished last year with 43, 43 wins and 39 losses. Um, Lost in the play-in, and now they're coming back with, uh, without Miles Bridges, who, um, out. Do you know the details on the allegations and stuff? I mean, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I think it was just a physical abuse charge in front, and then also in front of his kids. So I feel like he's gonna be found guilty and. Spent years in prison, which he should for what he did. Yeah, so obviously the league doesn't want him back. Um, so that's a big loss for the Hornets as he was their second best player last year and honestly one of the top players for most improved. And then just losing him is such a big loss. I think personally, I think this team is going to take a big dip after that loss. And I could see this team being towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Um, they did draft Mark Williams, who is one of my favorite prospects, and I think is going to be a great fit along Lamella Ball. Just a great rim protector, great lob catcher. Um, so I am excited to see Williams and Ball play together. I hope Williams gets the starting uh, starting nod. And then I'm hoping James Booknight can get um, some solid run this year as he was their number they're, he was their top draft pick last year and has a lot of scoring potential. And then also, um, I want to continue to see P.J. Washington improve because I really like his game. But yeah, personally, I just think this team is going to win a lot win a lot less games this year. Um, what is your take on their offseason? Yeah, I mean, they didn't do much other than, like you said, draft Mark Williams. They lost their second best player to to things that were kind of out of their control. But, um, yeah, they're definitely going to take a huge step back. I think it's going to be fun to see LaMelo Ball kind of just be the guy and be, like, have everything go through him and kind of just see what he can do with so much responsibility. I feel like it's going to be fun to see what stats he can put up. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they're not very good. I feel like they need to move Gordon Hayward if they can. And maybe even Terry Rozier. I mean, just go full tank mode, get assets, and try to rebuild around the middle ball. Um, but yeah, I do like J- James Book Knight too. I think 
he can be very good playing at the two. Just that scoring guard to kind of give the ball when LaMelo doesn't need it or even when LaMelo's out, just give James Booknight the ball and make plays. Um, I also do like Jalen McDaniels, not Jaden, but his brother. I think he's very similar to Jaden McDaniels and is the very same body type. So he's a super good defender, can shoot threes. Um, I feel like he's going to be a super good 3 and D player in this league. Um, But yeah, I mean... Not a very good team. Not much to say. They didn't make very many moves. Yeah, if, if I'm this front office, I'm honestly looking to move off of Plumlee, Hayward, um, even Ubre if I can, Rozier. Um, I just think get what you can for those guys and continue to build around Lamella Ball and then see what you have in Book Knight, McDaniels, Williams. Um, Kai Jones, JT Thor, they have a lot of um, intriguing young prospects that I think just give those guys some run, lose a lot of games, try to get a good draft pick next year, and then uh, go from there. But yeah, I don't think this team is going to be any good with their veterans and solid players. So I, I think if I were the Hornets front office, I'm just trying to get off those guys when their value is as high as it is right now. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm excited to watch this team, even though they do have LaMelo Ball. Um, I think, obviously, he's a show in, in, in himself, but this team is, I really think this team's going to struggle, especially just with the loss of Miles Bridges. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this team. If you're ready yeah, to move on, I'm ready. All right, so. Finishing off uh, outside the playoffs last year, we got my Cleveland Cavaliers. So um, I'll let you start talking about them because, I mean, I think I'm going to have a lot to say. So I'll let you start. Um, I think they're going to be just as good as they were last year. I mean, finish better just because injuries did kind of derail where they were going last season. Um, but they brought back Ricky Rubio, who played a very good role for them. We don't know when he will be back um, this season, but he will. And I feel like he's going to slide back into that backup point guard role. They drafted Ogbaji with the 14th pick from Kansas, who I think is going to be super good for them, a 3 and D player. And shoots, I mean, he shoots very well and was able to defend very well at Kansas. So I hope that will translate to the NBA. Um, and yeah, they're bringing back Darius Garland, who took one of the biggest leaps last year, played phenomenal, was an all-star. Um, he's going to continue to get better. Evan Mobley, who was runner-up and rookie of the year, is also going to continue to be better. Just a generational defender, I feel, and is going to be super, super good this season. Um, I could see this team finishing as a top five seed, just based on where they were heading last season. They were, they're going to be a super good regular season team with the players they have. Um, but yeah, big question mark is Colin Sexton. Is he going to return? And if that if he is to return, I feel like that's going to be a huge boost coming off the bench or even starting. So yeah, I'm super excited for where this team's going to finish this season. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm just... So excited to watch the Cavs this year. I think I'm going to 
I'm going to not miss one of their games. That's my goal. I'm hopefully going to watch all 82 games. I'm just my expectations for this team are through the roof. I think they are going to finish in the top six if they stay healthy. And I think they would have last year if they stayed healthy. Um, I think the big question marks going into the season are, are they going to sign Colin Sexton to a deal? Because I know they haven't agreed on anything yet. And then also, um, is Isaac Okoro going to stay in the rotation? I think those are the main two questions for their front office. And then also, what is Abaji going to give you? Is he going to be a rookie that gets minutes on the playoff team? Or is he just going to um, get a few minutes here and there? I think that'll be interesting to watch. And I think, um, I personally think Mobley's going to be, I know this might be a, Dramatic statement from a Cavs fan, but I think he is going to be in the top five for Defensive Player of the Year in his second year. I think he is that good of a defender, and I think um, if the Cavs defense stays where it was last year, like a top five defense, and he's the face of that defense, um, I think he is going to, maybe not fighting for Defensive Player of the Year, but I think he's going to be that good of a defender. And then Darius Garland, my second favorite player in the league behind the GOAT, LeBron James. Um, I think Darius Garland is going to take another step. I think he's going to be an all-star again and hopefully lead this team to a first-round series win. Um, I think the starting lineup will be Darius Garland, Karis LeVert, uh, Laurie Markkinen, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. But honestly, I just think this team has the depth they need to win games in the regular season. And I think to win a playoff series, it's going to be come down to their stars in Garland and Mobley. And hopefully if Sexton comes back, he can give them that boost off the bench um, that they didn't have in the playing game uh, against Atlanta. Because honestly, if Garland wasn't, playmaking or scoring um the offense just was stagnant so hopefully sexton can give them that boost and another scorer and playmaker but yeah they just have so many pieces i like um kevin love who was almost sixth man of the year last year um yeah they got (laughs) they got other bench guys that i won't bring up because it's gonna make me sound like a big Cavs fan to bring up (laughs) jetty osman and dean wade uh, but yeah, I, I love this team. I love what they're going to do this year. I think they're going to be one of the most fun teams to watch. And I think they're going to win a lot of games if they stay healthy. No, I love it. I love the Evan Mobley take. I, that's not crazy to say. I think he's going to take a huge leap defensively this season, even from where he was. And he was incredible last season. I mean, I just love this team's depth as well i mean you're gonna have karis lavert i think coming off the bench with kevin love who's still very good shooting wise and he can score at any given moment for them um isaac okoro i don't know if he's going to be starting or if it's going to be Ogbaji. i think it's going to be one of the two um, i think lavert's going to start you think lavert's going to start yeah that's that's what i've heard from different Cavs podcasts it's going to be lavert and Markinen and mobley and allen Okay. And then Garland. 
But um, yeah. Well, anyways, I a Coro and Agbaji off the bench with uh Ricky Rubio once he's back. I mean, I just really like the depth of this team. Even like you said, Jetty Osman, I think is a quality NBA player. Um, especially towards the end of your bench there. Um, but yeah, I I, I like the Cavs a lot this season. So yeah, and hopefully, hopefully they stay healthy. Hopefully, none of their main guys have a serious injury like last year when um, Allen missed a lot of the end of the season. Mobley missed a lot of games, and then obviously you had. Sexton out for most of the year. Rubio, who got traded, and then obviously he's back now again. So, um, yeah, I think I think this team will be hovering around 50 wins, honestly, if they can stay healthy. I know that's it's a really impressive season, but I think they have the talent and the depth. And honestly, the I think their defense is going to be their strength like it was last year with Allen and Mobley in the back of their defense. Um, but yeah, I, I think this team is going to be tough to beat. I think they're going to blow a lot of teams out with just their defense and Garland just being special like he was last year. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for the Cavs as I'm sure you, you understand. And we're going to talk about the Thunder when we talk about our Western Conference teams and I'm sure you're going to have a lot to say about them. So. Looking forward oh, yeah. to that too. <laughs> but uh, so those those are the bottom seven teams in the Eastern Conference. We're gonna end this episode here, and we're gonna do another episode about the top eight teams that were in the playoffs last year. Um, what teams in the top eight are gonna continue to compete, and what teams might fall out of that top eight? So, um, if you enjoyed if you enjoyed this episode. Um, we hope you listen to the rest of these episodes about the off season and we're super excited for this next season. Um, can't wait to record a ton of episodes, hopefully have a lot of guests on and yeah. Um, I know we'll probably talk about a little fantasy football here and there, some NFL stuff, um, fantasy basketball, fantasy basketball, maybe too. So maybe the season will be talk more football but majority obviously will be on the best league we have in sports the nba so yeah i hope you all enjoyed catch you next time see you guys